Have you ever been asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? Gwen gets to work. I like talking to people and they like talking back to me. Well, that's what I think. One day I asked my mum, well, how do I know what I want to be when I grow up? My mum said, if I interview people about like their jobs and things like that, well, I will find out and like the people, all the people who who are listening, um, you will find out too if you don't know. Let's get to work. Ouch! That blazer is very fresh. Ah, uh, let me get my lab coat on. Okay, let's rap now. Think like a scientist, think like a scientist. Yeah. Process in your brain, let's get everybody trying Try. Think like a scientist, think like a scientist. Yeah. Rule that lab like a fair science line. Observe, Wood. ask a question. Hypothesize, hmm. propose an answer. Experiment, <laughs> test the question. Analyze, Damn. look at the results. Report, here it is. Tell them what you learned. Bring that lab heat, y'all. Bunsen burned. Wait. Isn't that the scientific method? Yeah, that's just another way of saying it. Got it. To observe, you ask a question and then start to theorize. Hmm. Make an educated guess about the question in order to hypothesize. When you experiment, uh-huh. test uh-huh. the question, then analyze uh-huh. Uh-huh. or study what happened. Finally, you can report the results. For this week's episode, I spoke to Tracy, who's the head of development at Biotech Company, which is a basically where they discover new drugs. That means new medicines. It is really amazing. We'll put a link in the episode notes and on our Facebook page to a video that explains what our company does. Go check it out after the episode. But for now, let's meet Tracy. Hello everyone. Today I'm talking to Tracy who is What are you again? I am a scientist. I work Mm. for a biotechnology company. Now, can I ask you some questions about your job? Yes, please do. Okay. What do you really do in your job? Well, that's a complicated question in some ways. So I used to um, work on... um, the things that are involved in mental health um, and chemicals in the brain. And now, instead, I work looking for new drugs. Mm. Did all scientists investigate the coronavirus? No, they didn't. My company didn't investigate the coronavirus Mm. because we were not specialised enough. We didn't have the right equipment or the right people Mm. to do it so we kept on looking for other drugs and let the experts take care of doing that Uh, (laughs) what fun do you see in your job what fun well I like solving problems and so I spend a lot of my time trying to understand why something's not working and then trying to make it work (laughs) (laughs) and it's also creative you have to Um, you have to kind of think of new ideas for things and you quite often Mm. have to make things up and test to see if they work or not. (laughs) 
So what drugs do you work on at the moment? Well, most of the things are a bit secret, but um, what I do or what my job is, is so far has been actually working out a way of looking for drugs. And so um, if you can imagine that um, a drug is a way, like a key for unlocking a door, then we've got a door with a keyhole in it, but we don't have a key for the door. And so there are a few different ways that you could try to find that key. Why you always chasing me? Why you always chasing me, 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 me? I just wanna get the key. I just wanna get the key, 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 key. I just wanna be a friend. So one of the things you could do would be to take the door apart and then like look really carefully at the keyhole and then see if you could make one that fits. Or you could get all of the keys in the world that you could find and try them all on the door. And basically, we're kind of doing the second one where we're just making lots and lots and lots of random keys and then we try them and see mm. if they work. Um, so what I have done is I have made some cells um, well, I haven't made the cells, the cells made themselves. But um, in those cells, I put the DNA from a jellyfish in them, which means that they glow green when we find the right key. I'll never hide. I can't, I'm too shy. Watching me dazzle like a diamond in the rough. Struck my stuff, my stuff is so shiny. So we spend a lot of time looking to see if we can see green cells. <laughs> um, who tells you to find out new things mostly i tell myself about finding out new things so we all have to agree as a company what we're looking at and there are very big common disease problems so at the moment i'm sure you've heard a lot about obesity so obesity is one of the things that we might work on and then there's areas like cancer which are also you know big areas that cause a lot of people to be ill. And so, you know, everybody knows that those are useful things to look for drugs for. Mm. A lot of people think that it's, that being a scientist is mixing different potions. Is it really? That depends on what sort of scientist you are. Unfortunately, I don't get to like handle big test tubes or, I mean, sometimes I get to handle um, uh, liquid nitrogen, which is like the stuff which um, you see um, where you get lots of white smoke and it looks all very exciting. So I like <laughs> that. Um, and um, I get to look down microscopes and I, um, I do spend a lot of time handling tiny, tiny tubes. Can you ever go wrong in your experiments? Yeah, frequently. So sometimes you can just do things where you make a mistake. If you've got lots and lots of um, things that you're adding lots and lots of small bits of um, chemicals to, then sometimes you can put the wrong thing in the wrong tube. And so that will make it go wrong. And sometimes what's wrong would be something that you're, you're trying to prove an idea, but it turns out that the idea wasn't right. And then you use the information that you get and then you make up another idea and then test that. And that's what I do all of the time. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of work. 
Do you have a favourite scientist? Oh, that is a good question. Hmm. I was reading about a few, two scientists in a book called Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls. And I found two scientists and that's why we thought of interviewing you. And um, we won, we asked you a question that, we're gonna. I'm gonna ask you a question that sort of um, counts to this. But if you recognise these two names, um, then yeah. <laughs> so Nettie Stevens is one of them. Do you know that scientist? I do because I've read your book. This this book I bought for my nieces because I think it's a brilliant <laughs> book. But I didn't. I hadn't heard of her before before I read the book. Um, so the question I was going to ask you was, who is your favourite scientist? Ah, so I, I think I admire Rosalind Franklin, who helped um, discover the uh, structure of DNA. I think mm. that she is a good scientist. There are also lots and lots of scientists that I know who are my friends who also do really exciting really really interesting work but they're not famous and so no <laughs> do you have any funny stories i have i have one story um, one of the one of my friends who was working in my lab, um, she was having problems dissolving a solution. And so, you know, if you stir sugar into water, how that's dissolving mm -hmm. a solution. Um, and she left it stirring overnight. And the next day she came in and it still hadn't dissolved. And we realised that what she was trying to dissolve was actually the wrapping that the the chemical had come in and not actually the chemical itself. So she's, she's spent all day trying to make a solution out of sawdust and not actually using the actual chemical. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the best story, but it is a funny story. <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> Have you experimented on microplastics and how to remove them? What is a microplastic? It's the tiny particle created when larger plastic items, toothbrushes, bottles, bags, break down over decades. They float in the water and get eaten by sea life. They cause two problems. First, the fragments act like a sponge to other toxins in the water, pesticides and flame retardants, for example, suctioning them up and concentrating them. Secondly, they are themselves complex polymers, molecules the body can't fully break down. When they get really tiny, into a billionth of a metre as a nanoplastic, scientists have shown they can cross tissue membranes into fish cells. I haven't, but that would be a really good thing to um, experiment on. That, um, that is more... Um, so I guess my area of science is biology, and so there are um, studies about how microplastics get into the body, but not something that I have been involved in. But I think it's a really interesting area. 
And I think that there are um, people that are working on bacteria that might be able to break them down, the microplastics. Because you're a scientist and I normally have jokes on my podcast, yes. which are normally jokes to do with the person that's on my podcast. So I'm mm. going to tell you a scientist joke. Ready? Uh, yes. Why would you take a computer for a run? I don't know. To jog its memory. (laughs) (laughs) Was science your favourite subject at school? So when I was very little, I wanted to be a cat. Um, But that (laughs) not to be a good career choice. So after that, I wanted to be a writer. Um, And then... Yeah, when I, I think at, at junior school, I really loved, we did nature studies and I really, really loved that. And then when I got to um, senior school, I really, really enjoyed science. And I had an excellent, excellent science, te- science teacher who let me do all sorts of experiments that you're probably not allowed to do anymore. Once he mm-hmm. let me make water, which is exploding hydrogen and oxygen together, which definitely is not allowed anymore but it was a a lot of fun. And so I think also when I was growing up, there was um, a TV programme on called The Mind Machine, and it's very old now, but it was talking about all of the new discoveries in the brain, and it was the thing that made me want to study the brain. And so I studied the brain at university, and then for 10 years I worked on the brain uh, doing research at Oxford University. Mm. What else do you have to study to become a scientist? Or should I say, what qualifications do you need to be a scientist? Um, well, so science is usually a good one. Um, and then, um, so it depends on what sort of science, but obviously some people do science and then mathematics. I did not do mathematics. Um, <laughs> I'm not very good at, at that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, in general, you, it depends on your school. But, yeah, mostly you would study a general science. I, I um, did general science at GCSE. Then I went to college and studied um I did um, rather than A-levels, because I used to find exams very, very stressful, I did um, a thing called a BTEC. And uh, that was really good because you got to do practical experience. And so I um, I got to work in a hospital laboratory for a little while. And then I went to university to study the brain. Mm. Do you wear a white coat lab coat? Yes, I do. I've got a white lab coat. And sometimes um, when all of the little lab coats are in the wash, then I have to wear a long one. And then I look like a small child in a lab. And I wear safety specs and um, gloves and sometimes a full face visor. It's all very exciting. Sounds exciting. (laughs) Can you tell me about a normal day in your job? Like what do you eat and who do you see? Well, um, 
so at the moment, because of COVID, I see my computer screen a lot and I have lots and lots of meetings online. But normally um, I have a big group of, in fact, all women. So it's all women that I work with. Um, and we all go into the lab and we um, will, first of all, we have to take care of our cells. So we have cells that grow in flasks in the incubator and so we have to make sure that they're all fed and happy wait a minute who are you and then um we will do varying different experiments that will take all day but sometimes we stop for a tea break and a lot of the time we listen to the radio and chat a lot as well okay <laughs> it sounds nice it's really nice. I work with a really nice group of people and we all, you know, share our, when um, when the experiments are going wrong, we all sit around and we talk about it and we try to work out how to make it go right. Mm. Thank you for talking to me. And I need and I'm just going to ask you one more question. OK. Are we allowed to um, find your website or post anything on Instagram, like pictures or something? Yes, um, so the website would be orbitdiscovery.com and um, there we might show you some pictures of the process of how we look for um, the drugs that we discover. So there's a little um, animation, so that might, um, might be useful to look at. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you for being my podcast. It was very nice to have you here. Thank you very much. It's been lovely talking to you. You too. Bye. <laughs>